Welcome back to Logically Speaking Sports Podcast, brought to you by the Daily Beacon. This week we'll be talking about the uh, divisional games that happened and then uh, previewing the conference championship games in the NFL playoffs. Adam, you can go ahead and kick it off with a recap. Yeah, so recap and divisional round games. Uh, we're going to kick it off with the Eagles and the Saints. I, it was a close game. I don't know if everyone was expecting that. After the 48-7 to route earlier in the season, uh, I personally didn't see that happening again. That just That's not a score you see in the playoffs. It's just... Playoff football is different, especially with two teams like this. Uh, I thought going into the game, one of the biggest things for the Eagles where they had to control time of possession, and they really didn't. And I think especially in the second half, that was one of the biggest things. The Saints had like an 11-minute drive. That's basically an entire quarter that they held the ball. That came with like four different offensive penalties that they overcame on that one drive. Time of, time of possession was 37 uh, almost 38 minutes for the Saints, 22 for the Eagles. So it was definitely a big swing there that I think the Eagles had to have in order to win this game. The stats overall didn't really tell the whole story of the game. The total yards weren't that close, 420 to 250. Um, the penalties were, I think, what really killed the Saints in some of uh, the game just because 11 for 84 yards, that's tough. Um, the offensive line struggled uh, mightily in a few in a few key situations, uh, which they overcame, especially on that big drive. Like I said, um, so yeah, uh, yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm in agreement with you. I think the Saints overcame a lot of adversity in this game, and I know it, it, it's probably a lot different now, a different mood for us if Alshon Jeffrey doesn't drop that font, that last pass. Not necessarily. I don't want to say the Eagles would win. I think that Saints defense was playing a really good game, especially they clamped down in the second quarter onwards. I mean, obviously, Phil definitely didn't score any points from then on out. I do think this was a huge game for Michael Thomas. Uh, I think he's kind of solidified, solidified himself as a, like official top five receiver, in my opinion, in the league. Uh, I definitely think he's deadly in any situation you put him in. And games like that, where your offense is kind of struggling in the beginning and nothing's really going your way, and he stepped up with 12 catches for 171 yards and a touchdown, that's huge. I think overall, like you said, yeah, the Saints overcame a lot of self-induced uh, like penalties. Uh, I know Andres Pete came out and said that he had a broken broken hand or something like that. Yeah, he has he has fractures in his hand, um, and which would explain yeah. why he performed pretty poorly throughout yeah. the entire game. Had a lot of holding calls. After I saw that, it made a lot more sense. Yeah. I don't know entirely why he played that if he because I mean you got to think how important a hand is for offensive linemen. I'm not entirely yeah. sure. I mean, still credit to him. I mean, he had some bad penalties. I mean, I think overall he didn't he didn't cost the Saints a game, obviously. Yeah, well, the thing was is he was playing interior lineman against Fletcher Cox. I think Fletcher Cox does a lot of what he did to any guard in the league. Um, but especially when he is up, up against Pete, who's a little uh, – he hasn't faced, you know, guys like Fletcher Cox that much, especially in that division. If you look at it, Gerald McCoy is probably the closest comparison that he's played a lot. Um, so, yeah, I think that – did play a role. But yeah, just to wrap, I mean, just to finish up, I, I was gen- genuinely impressed by the Eagles for a lot of the game. I think their defense has caught a lot of fire this season, and holding the Saints to 20 points, even in playoff football, is nothing to, like, disregard. Yeah. They, they've clamped down these last two weeks, and I feel bad that they I'm, – I'm, I'm personally glad the Saints won. I picked them to win. Uh, I'm, I mean, I like a bunch of Saints players. But, I mean, I do feel kind of bad for the Eagles because I like a bunch of their players, and they fought really hard. And it does. It does. I do feel bad that their season came down to one dropped pass yeah, and an unfortunate interception. Yeah. But I think again, I'm I'm really impressed with this, with what Doug Peterson did overall in these playoffs and how they overcame a bunch this season. The future for them is really interesting, and just seeing what happens with Carson Wentz and Nick Foles. I know it's likely Nick Foles isn't on the team next year, and probably a starting quarterback for a team next year. 
It'll be interesting if he kind of keeps up the momentum he's had from this postseason in these last couple games or not. But that's left to be uns- that's left to be seen. Yeah, I agree with both of you. Uh, it was a really impressive win by the Saints. This was one of those kind of wins that like playoff teams or that Super Bowl contenders need, where they offense didn't show up for most of the game. That their defense really had to win. I know, obviously, the Superdome is a is a big advantage. No matter where you go, it's almost like the Arrowhead Stadium for the Chiefs. It's a big deal to have there. Crowd noise is a big factor. Um, it was kind of interesting uh, watching how the Eagles struck first. It was like, all right, okay, they're here for a fight because we all, like you said, the first it was a rematch of what happened week eleven, I think, and they, I mean, absolutely destroyed the Eagles. That game wasn't close. I mean, obviously, Wentz wasn't starting that, or Wentz started that game, not Foles. But it was interesting to see um, how the Eagles came out and played. And I thought for the first, I mean, Foles in the first quarter, I mean, they were up 14-0, and then he threw an interception in Saints territory, and I they were driving, and that was almost like their foot on the throat. Obviously, Saints are a whole different kind of offense where they can score, put up 21 in, at any point in time. Yeah. But their their foot was really on their throats, and then obviously Marshall and Lamar got a turnover, and yeah. then that's when the whole thing flipped where they didn't score for the next three quarters. Honestly, they play the Rams next week. I know it's a little concerning to see their offense and how it's kind of strong. Obviously, you said 400 yards of total offense. Obviously, the stats don't tell the whole story and everything. That makes sense. It's just kind of struggling. I saw a stat where it said after week 11, the win, we all put up 48. They've only averaging like 16 points a game. Obviously, there's some – obviously, it's a little fluctuation, but – I think it's kind of concerning. I don't think it'll be a big um, a big deal next week because they're obviously going to put up points because the Rams can put up points too. And I think the Rams defense is close to talent level as the Eagles. I think if the Eagles had their secondary, which was kind of like their biggest like um, problem all yeah. year. Yeah. And I just think that was kind of what held them at the end. I think also the biggest problem for me with the Eagles is why I don't think they won this game because this game obviously was close and obviously the drop ball by Alshon mm-hmm. was – Michael Thomas, you know Michael Thomas is who they're throwing the ball to, and yeah. he get him getting twelve catches is yeah. is unacceptable. Like, yeah, well the thing is, is to slow down Michael Thomas, you have to play his game, which sounds stupid, but you have to play physical with him. They didn't do that at all. Avante Maddox was playing eight to ten yards off of him almost every single play. If you give him that space, he's gonna run routes all over you. The the quick slants, breeze throws, stuff like that. That's that's their entire playbook for most of the game. To pick up yards, to milk the clock, stuff like that. Another thing that I find interesting is if that the start of that game, the first play, Breeze throws the interception, Ginn was wide open. If he makes that throw, that game is completely different from the beginning. That's a 7-0 start for the Saints in the Superdome. That is a completely different start to the game. Underthrows him. That ends up you know, being Eagles 14-0, basically. Um and them getting the ball after halftime, which, you know, didn't really matter, but regardless. Uh, Yeah, so moving into the Cowboys and the Rams, um, this was a really good game to watch. I thought both of these teams played really well. I think the Cowboys proved that they they deserve to be there. They played a really good game. Uh, I know their defense, you know, gave up 30. Their pass defense, which is what a lot of people had a problem with for a lot of the season, was fantastic. Like holding golf to what 186, you know, through the air, that's something to be, you know, pretty proud of. And but the the, the downfall came with the rushing and the fact that CJ Anderson and Todd Gurley both put up, you know, triple digit, you know, yards. Mm-hmm. That that's that's not gonna win you a game. Two hundred and seventy three yards on the ground is going to win you a game if you're the Rams especially. Um so the Rams came out on top thirty to twenty two. Uh I thought 
Both teams played really well. I thought one of the things that, you know, was a little weird was the fact that Zeke struggled so bad against the Rams' rush defense that hadn't been great all season. So, yeah, that was kind of odd. And the fact that Gallup kind of outplayed Amari Cooper for most of this game and made some made two absolutely huge catches that kept Dallas in the game. Um, I thought Dak played really well um, overall. And so, yeah, I think it was a great game that really came down to the fourth quarter and Dallas had to make the plays and their offense just felt a little too conservative, especially down the stretch. Uh, which is a reason a lot of their fans want you know change especially with the offensive coordinator but that doesn't seem like it's happening reports already coming out that there's no changes being made but yeah overall good game yeah i'm i'm very impressed with the dallas cowboys uh core of youth talent right now i think and we all and i was really hard on the cowboys from basically most of the year but i think with the emergence of amari cooper in that offense and like you said michael gaps have been a huge way in this game it's it was it was really nice to see as I personally I, I, and I think I think Dak proved that he is a franchise quarterback right now. Uh, yeah, but like I said, it was really strange to see Ezekiel Elliott struggle the way he did, especially against the Rams. And the Rams have talent, a lot of talent on the defensive line. But I think we all agree they've underwhelmed on defense a lot this year. So if I would I would have picked their rushing game to be a more success than their passing game, which was obviously was flipped. But yeah, I I, I honestly was a bit underwhelmed by the Rams. I know they put up thirty points. But, I mean, it wasn't the performance I really thought I'd see from them. And, like I said, Dallas's defense stepped up in a big way, and I, I was impressed with their defensive backs and their secondary overall. It, it was weird to see the Rams kind of look frustrated at times and not be able to move the ball as well as you, you're kind of used to them seeing them. But, you know, yeah, I think overall I was really impressed with Dallas, and I think the future is bright for them. Uh, I do think that still if they want to take that next step and become one of the NFL's premier teams, I do think a coaching change has to be made. Scott Linehan isn't the answer to OC. He's really inconsistent with calling plays. I think he's kind of in vain what Matt LaFleur was with the Titans this past year, as I know all too well that, like, some games, it's like the Patriots game where you come out and, like, throw up, like, 30 points and, like, have no trouble moving the ball. And then it's like against Buffalo when you have a hard time putting up 10 points in the entire game. I just don't think Linehan's the answer, nor do I think Garrett is a good head coach for them. It's going to be interesting to see what Jerry Jones does in the offseason. Uh, I know there's a bunch of rumors with the Cowboys alum wanting to change a coach. It's, uh, and I don't know, and I know Jerry Jones loves Jason Garrett. I think he really just wants a yes man, but I think if he wants to take that next step forward into being an elite team, he, a coaching change has to be made. It's going to be interesting what they do in the draft as well, but I think the future is bright for Dallas regardless of what happens. I just think if they want to take that next step, they have to make some kind of coaching change. Yeah, I think also one of the things with Scott Linehan is the fact I don't think he trusts Dak quite enough Doesn't as he like should, um, especially going down the stretch. Uh, Dak was can throw the ball down the field. Prove that in this game especially. The throws he made down the field kept them in the game, uh, if you if you watched it. Um, also, one of the keys of this game, third down, one for ten for the Cowboys. That's tough. Um, but that was also due to the fact that Zeke wasn't getting very much on first or second down. I saw a couple drives they would come out first down, throw the ball down the field, it would it may be incomplete, and then run it with Zeke on second down, and he'd get a yard, and so that's an automatic third and nine. It just, the play calling, the scripting wasn't quite there for me, and so I think the Rams being five for 11 on third down, that's about 50%. That's pretty solid, especially in comparison to one for 10. Yeah, I agree. Um, Dallas looked, they played a good game, as both of you said. Um, I've not been such a Dak fan, and he uh, definitely impressed me. Uh, in this game, I think with with Zeke only having maybe two two yards a carry, I think obviously the Rams made a point of emphasis to to shut it down. Uh, Sue had a really good game, which 
what people, yeah. which has kind of been the, the signing this year, but it's just like that it really didn't pan out. I think it's more of like the big name than anything else. And I don't know if that was just because he was just kind of because everybody knew this was a playoff team. I think it was you always have those in the beginning of the season the teams that you know are just gonna make the playoffs who kind of just take try not to get too many injuries so they can get to the playoffs and then really just kick it up a notch. Like most teams, it's almost like it, it kind of reminds me of an NBA type team uh, where they kind of just wait, make sure nobody gets hurting and then just really let it go and I think that's what kind of I saw in this game obviously Rams offense underperformed a little bit but I think that's a testament to the Cowboys defense and the, and as you said their young core and how good they've been playing this season which has kind of led them to the playoffs obviously Amari Cooper traded was a big deal and Dak being able to get him the ball as much as possible I think that Tlaib I think he covered Cooper for most of the game I think that would be the one thing I know we talk about conversations is something to look forward to. It would be concerning for me as or for you, I guess, Adam, and for all Saints fans in general, as him covering Michael Thomas. Obviously, you have Ted Ginn and you have uh, Trey Norwood, which, I mean, are, are good players, and I think Breeze will find a way to get them the ball. But since I just saw Michael Thomas destroy the Eagles, I think the Rams are going to look at that, and Wade Phillips is going to say, hey, he tore us up. He tore the Eagles up. Let's not let that happen. And I think Talib is going to do obviously better than Marcus Peters. Cause, yeah, I mean it's hard to do worse. Yeah, I mean, he, you talk trash to Sean Payton, and and not good things happen. I definitely never seen yeah. good things about it. Yeah, but I think what you said about Garrett maybe uh, getting fired or maybe getting replaced as a head coach. I just don't know. I saw something where they said like, well, who would you replace him with? Like, I mean, he's. He's well, like, especially now. Now, yeah. I mean, obviously now, but like just in general, you go look at the Kaiser, just new. Cliff Kingberry got a job. He got fired from Texas Tech. I mean, I, yeah. I'm a big fan. I think he's really good, off, like a offensive play caller. But you, I, I just don't know who you replace that's going to be better than him. Obviously, he's in like that kind of middle tier of coaches where he's not like Andy Reid, Belichick, Sean McVay, those kind of guys. But I think he's a guy like. As Colin said, he's going to get you division titles. He's going to get you winning seasons. And I think he's going to get you to – I think he can get you to conference championships. And I don't think you can put the whole blame on Garrett. I think that's a defensive problem that you have to look at because, I mean, you knew that the Rams had Gurley and C.J. Anderson, and giving up more than 200 yards rushing is a problem. Yeah, yeah it's a scheming problem. Obviously, Goff, obviously Goff didn't have a great day, but he didn't have to. Yeah. I mean, if you give 40 carries to both those dudes, that's yeah. a big problem. And so I yeah. just – don't know all you can blame on him, and I and I think next year will be a good test because I know Dak is on his um I think on his like fifth year I think deal part of his fifth year his last year on his contract for an extension I think yeah it'll be his fourth season yeah and so I think that'll be good to see I think Linehan I think if he finally like you said gives him trust to throw the ball deep but like I said the only thing I haven't seen with Dak and obviously he's a franchise guy is him putting the team on the back obviously I saw it again obviously there's so much he can do because obviously yeah. Zeke isn't like. Helping you out, obviously. I mean, for any quarterback, that's a problem. Golf, yeah. same way with Gurley. But if he doesn't show enough, I just don't know if you can give him that much. I don't know if you can give him that kind of deal. Obviously, somebody would. Yeah. But then again, I don't know if he – I just haven't seen that yet. Yeah. And I think the Giants game uh, this last before the regular season, I think, kind of showed flashes of it. But then again, I think this next year, will, I think we'll finally, hopefully, Linehan will feel comfortable about it. And hopefully, if he, obviously, if Linehan doesn't work out, then, I mean, hopefully he gets fired because he should. Yeah, yeah. Well, the thing was is the thing with, like, putting his team on the back and stuff like that, I think the only thing that plays, you know, devil's advocate to that, like, you know, my, like, mind view, like, that point of emphasis is the fact that the Rams – Ran the ball and ran the ball and ran the ball and it's, controlled the time of possession. He, there's not a whole lot he can, do. yeah, he can only have the ball for so long. You, like he only had the ball for so long to be able to take over the game. Uh, but yeah, I agree. Um, 
So moving on, and also one other thing, the Rams comparison to like an NBA team, I like that. It reminds me of like what the Spurs did, especially with their guys and Popovich. That, that was a really good comparison. Um, Colts and Chiefs, next up. This one was, uh, it was a rough one, uh, especially for Colts fans. <laughs> um, this, the score, you know, it was an 18-point difference, but honestly didn't even feel that close. Um, felt kind of like the Saints and Eagles game from the first time. It, it was just a lot of dominance from Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs. I was really impressed by their defense. Went out there and pressured Luck, uh, which I, I missed during the regular season a lot because if you look at their you know linebackers and D-line, it's built to rush the passer. And basically all you saw this year was Chris Jones getting sacks. But you didn't hear a lot from Houston. You didn't hear a lot from Ford, which I think D. Ford is very underrated, especially oh, as a pass rusher. Um, he's a he's a huge guy on their defense, and if he's playing like he played against the Colts, that's a scary defense, regardless of how their secondary plays, because of how fast that quarterback has to get the ball out of their hand. Um, which you know, leading into this next week's game, Brady gets the ball out of his hand really quick, so that'll be interesting. But yeah, so the Chiefs took this one 31-13. Uh, Luck struggled for most of the game. I know his stats don't look terrible, but honestly, it was a little bit of garbage time there in the there in the fourth. Uh, Marlon Mack struggled; only had nine carries, which is you know not the recipe for success against the Chiefs. You need time of possession. You need to be able to run the ball, and a lot of people expected Mack to be able to do that. I heard multiple multiple people say that he was the key to the game for the Colts. That did not work out, especially in terms of game flow. Damian Williams put up a heck of a game comparatively. T.Y. went out and played well, but overall, it was just basically to me, it showed who is the better team. I think Luck had a great season. I think the Colts outperformed a lot of their you know projections and stuff, but I think they they were overall a better you know overall team playing against bad teams rather than playing against good teams. They beat up on a lot of you know mediocre ish teams. And then, you know, playing the Jags twice a year and stuff like that. Luck had huge games against them. Um, stuff like that. But overall, showed that the Chiefs are for real this year. Regardless of what people think of their defense, they went out and showed that they can play a good game. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, just to echo what you said, I do think that Kansas City defense, mainly the defensive line, like you said, put up a huge game. Um, I think that as a whole, their defensive unit still has a lot of holes, but this was a, a very... This is the this is the kind of statement game they needed to going into the conference championship that I think will give them a lot of confidence going forward. Uh, I still think there's a bunch of holes they need to plug, especially in this draft and hopefully in the offseason, to for them to really take an, another step forward. Their offense is dominant and that's that's gonna win, win you a bunch of games, but they're they're gonna need defensive playmakers that can step up and if the offense kind of gets schemed well against. Uh, overall, uh, I think the Colts had a really impressive season. Uh, like you said, they I mean they started off. Pretty pretty abysmal. One and, and five, yeah. Yeah, I mean, not a lot of teams can really bounce back from that. So credit to them for finishing out strong and making the playoffs and even beating the Texans in a pretty dominant fashion. But I think, like like you said, I think this is a this is a testament to Andy Reid's offense when it works. Because, I mean, we're used to Pat Mahomes like, throwing like four or three touchdowns a game, and this game he didn't even throw for one. I mean, yeah. you had Damian Williams do it. I mean, he, he threw for a lot of yards, and he played really well. I mean, it's a, it's a testament that Andy Reid doesn't – you don't have to rely on Patrick Mahomes every game, that the running game can take off and perform really well. And I think that's huge for them, especially going forward into into next week against the Patriots. But yeah, overall, I think the Colts, they just didn't play well. I mean, there's not much more to say. Uh, I mean, Kansas City played a, a solid team game, and I think that's that was important for them going forward. 
But, I mean, besides that, I think the culture, like, they didn't play up to par. I think their future's bright, like, just like Dallas. But I think just this was a, this was a sign that, yeah, like you said, Kansas City is a better team right now. And they have better they have more aspirations than the Colts did. So, I think this was more of a statement game for anything. Yeah, I agree with you both. I think I knew something was wrong with this game. I think people, some people are giving the Colts a chance because of the way they their offensive line and defensive line honestly played better than the Chiefs had all year. And... The Colts offensive line, which people thought that was going to be, you said it with them, and Mac was going to be the difference maker in this game, they got manhandled. And yeah. obviously it shows by the nine carries, so obviously they had to give up. Obviously it went down by, what, what, like three touchdowns, and it was just like, yeah, they went down for oh boy. And yeah. So they had to start throwing the ball, which is how, which is when we get to this, the next game, the conference championship, that's how they're going to beat Brady. It's, how, yeah. it's because you're just going to have to get a big lead, and you're just going to have to, your defense got to make a couple stops, get a big lead, and then we'll obviously talk about some more. But and you're just gonna have to pass rush them and get them get them uncomfortable. But Damian Williams, he said, had a big game. I think that was the biggest thing for me is that they didn't have to ride Mahomes. And with this next game coming up, it's supposed to be like below freezing. So obviously, it's gonna be hard to throw the ball with the way that Mahomes is. With his, I mean, he just gunslinger. Yeah. But cannon. I think luck. I think I knew, like I said before, we t- as I started uh, luck. I knew something was wrong when this first pass on their first drive through it to Ebron. It just fluttered and it just kind of didn't, it didn't even make it to him. It was like a four yard pass for a first down. He was wide open. And I looked. I was. I looked at Adam. And I said, Yeah, that's not right. I said, They're done. There's just no way because he just didn't look right. I don't know if something the cold was bothering him or something. Obviously, something had to, and they're obviously not going to say, but something was bothering him. And then the biggest thing for me was their offensive line getting manhandled, and then the Chiefs just playing. Probably their best game of the season overall, team wise, and they didn't even have. I don't think Eric Berry even played in this no, game. No, he didn't. He did, he was in I don't know if he's supposed to be there next week. I, I doubt it. I haven't seen any practice reports, but I also <laughs> haven't heard that he know, is going to play. I know. I know he's been listed as day to day. I, I, I personally, I think, I, I think he's doubtful to play. But yeah. I mean, we'll I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, hopefully, would, hopefully, if they do make the Super Bowl, that I'm sure he'll probably play in that. But. You, you never know with him. He's super yeah. injury prone. But, yeah, I mean, it's pretty easy. Not much to talk about, I think. Just the Chiefs played overall really good game. And I think at the end of the day, they were, you said, the better team. Yeah. So. And also with the Colts going forward, I think Frank Reich was a fantastic hire. I think he proved that this year. Better than McDaniels um, for sure. For sure. No, absolutely. I think that kind of played into their hands somehow, uh, the whole McDaniels leaving thing. Um, and also going forward, they have over a hundred million in cap space. That's going to be huge. Yeah, I expect them to make a big move like that. Um, and I think in the draft, they can go. They have a lot of places to go. You can go corner. You can probably get another safety, or you can go for like a tackle because clearly, you know, the the offensive line as a whole played really well this season. But when they played against really good pass rushing teams, you saw a little bit of you know penetration from the outside of the line not with Quentin Nelson not with Kelly at center none of that it was from the outside making Luck step up in the pocket which just you know rushed his throws and stuff like that which is a like one more reason that I think you're right with like he was having to step up and be rushed this entire game that definitely played into the Chiefs hands uh, moving on, going to be the Chargers and the Patriots. Uh, we can run through this one pretty quick, yeah, I think. Wasn't, there wasn't a whole lot. Yeah, the, the the score was a lot closer than the game was. The Chargers put up some garbage time points with Rivers. Uh, I know watching that game, Rivers was absolutely heated um, at the end of it. He was just frustrated, and I understand. You know, he's, what, 0-8 against Brady now, 0-9? It's, it's something it's crazy. Good. Yeah, it, it's rough. Um, but I get his frustration, and, he, you know, his, his offense played okay, uh, but overall, when you're down 35-7 to at halftime, neither the offense nor the defense was doing its job. 
Um, I think coming into the game, we heard a lot about Bosa, Melvin Ingram, that D-line, nothing during it. Absolutely nothing. Um, and also the fact that, you know, their corners didn't play great. Casey Hayward didn't play great. You didn't hear a lot from their safeties either. You know, uh, throughout the season, I thought Derwin James played great and they used him really well. You didn't hear his name as much in this game. And I think that's one of the things that the Patriots do well, and everyone knows it, is if you have a key player or players on a certain side of the ball, they're going to focus on them and take them out of the game. And so when they're on offense, they're going to focus, okay, they have Bosa on this side. We might, you know, chip block with a tight end or the halfback on that side more. And they played Derwin James in the box. So that's, let's try to take it downfield a little bit with the faster guys or throw some up for the bigger guys and stuff like that. So overall, Brady did his thing as usual. I know his stats aren't super flashy, but he was super, you know, conservative with the game, and that's what he had to do, and they still put up 41. Um, but he was consistent, 34 for 44 for 343 and a touchdown. That's going to win you a game, especially when you're the Patriots, and especially when, you know, they ran the ball fantastic um, against the Chargers defense that a lot of people expected to be tough on the run. Um, that just didn't happen, and... Julian Edelman turned into playoff Edelman again and played out of his mind. So yeah, I, I this is one. There's not a lot of you know analysts like to be had for it, but that that's about it. I mean, yeah, it was a pretty abysmal game for the Chargers overall. Um, I, I, the only thing I really want to discuss is how Sonny Michelle absolutely dominated in this game. I think he proved much like how I mentioned Michael Thomas having kind of a, a prove it game. For me, this was a prove it game for Sonny Michelle, which I think even if. They lose next week, which we'll get to, into in a minute. I think this is huge for him going forward. Uh, it's huge for me because I've been fantasy in a, in a keeper league, so I'm I'm super excited about it. <laughs> uh, but no, I think it was a huge game for him. Uh, I think this proved that we all kind of doubted the Patriots a little bit. I know personally I picked the Chargers because I was really impressed with how they performed against Baltimore in their defense, and I was mainly impressed by their defense going up against Lamar Jackson. So I thought that over I thought the Chargers leagues put up a better fight. I thought it was going to be close no matter what. But I mean, this proved that the Chargers might just. I don't know what the, I don't know what the issues. I think it comes down mainly that the Patriots are one of the best game planning teams in the entire league, if not the best. They, like you said, they find a way to take out your best players and force you to kind of force other players to step up, which in this case, no one on LA could. But yeah, just overall, I'm, I'm, I'm I came away with this game more impressed with the Patriots more than anything. I know, there I already knew they were good, but this kind of proved it to me that even when they're kind of having a quote unquote down year, when they're not like dominating as much as we're used to that they're still able to come in the playoffs and perform what we're used to them being, which makes next week's game a whole lot more interesting. And it's going to be a lot harder to decide. But, yeah, the Chargers played bad, and Patriots played really well. That's about it. <laughs> yeah, you know, I think this game was a testament to how how great of a coach Belichick is, as you both said. They find ways to scheme your best players on both sides of the ball. To I'm just taking them out of the game. I, you know, was I think the Chargers last week when they played the Ravens, I think they implemented the like the seven DB thing so they could have a bunch of fast guys. Who I mean, obviously their DBs are not like some who they're willing to hit. They're willing yeah. to let. They're willing to like put you on the ground. And I think Belichick knew that. And I let's be honest, Gus Bradley's their defensive coordinator. I don't think he's going to change. He's like, all right, well that worked last week. Let's try it again. And I think Belichick was like, all right, if you're going to put seven DBs, we'll run it down your throat. And that's what happened. As you saw, 24K is like almost 100, I think, what, 32 yards for Michelle. And I was just like, it was pretty hard to watch. And I think you said uh, Rivers was frustrated throughout the game. I was like, yeah, because you got beat by the better quarterback. Like, yeah. I know what, I mean, you know what it's like to be beat by someone. Honestly, like, you can get mad at someone who's like worse than you. It's like, oh, I was just maybe had a bad game or whatever. You got beat by someone who's legitimately better than you. Yeah. And I think that was the biggest thing for me to see that game. And, 
uh, the Chargers, and it's not like, and you can't put, I mean, obviously you put the blame on the defense, but the defense got stops in the first half. They got some stops. And if you know that like your defense isn't doing a very good job in the first half of the game and you're having to like make, wait to make adjustments, Rivers, this is what you get paid to do. You had to put the team on your back, and he didn't do it. Like yeah. they, their offense looked abysmal. Like I get it. Like Gordon's a part of your offense, but it was bad. And we and people have like t- talked trash about the Patriots. Defense. Talk trash in quotations, obviously. And people was like, "Well, this is gonna be the game. The Patriots finally go down. Don't. This is one on the. This wasn't having it. But you know, at the end of the day, like I said, it's a testament to how good Belichick is of a coach. Obviously, Brady. And this is probably the best game Brady has played. He looked for. Like, he was making throws. There's one throw he made. I think it was maybe to Edelman or Hogan. And I mean, it was fingertips lengths away from the DB and he and he just threw it in like a dot and I just was said oh boy and I said yeah. I said I, it was like in the like second quarter I was like yep y'all are done I said because yeah. you can only see like throws like that so many times and only great quarterbacks make those throws and Brady is one of those guys and it's why he's special and when we get to the conference championship game it's Chiefs are in for one again because yeah. no matter how cold it's going to be he'll he'll find a way to win this game and Belichick yeah. will find a way to scheme you out so yeah. Yeah, so moving in, conference championships, uh, Rams visiting the Superdome and the Saints. Uh, Jared, I'll, I'll let you kick this one off. All right, so uh, Saints obviously had a really really good season this year. Uh, Rams had a really good season, and I think we all thought the Rams kind of underperformed a, a lot on defense anyways, and they kind of started to slack off towards the end of the season, which happens like we talked about. Um, obviously at the Superdome, which – it's already hard enough to beat the Saints, so let's um, so trying to do it at home at on the road for the Rams is going to be an extremely difficult task. Um, like I said before, early about the visual matchup, I think if Michael Thomas is shadowed by Talib, I think it's going to make it harder for him. But I think this is where Sean Payton makes his money, and I think Drew Brees is going to find a way. They're going to find a way to scheme him to get him open because he's the best playmaker besides Kamara. And I think if they do find a way to stop Thomas, they're going to have to pick one. It's either going to be Thomas or Kamara, and I think. If they try to stop Thomas, they really put all their effort into something. Thomas, Kamara's going to have a big game, and I think, I I think the Saints win this game. In my opinion, I think the Rams will keep it really close. I think it's going to be one of those things where Lutz has to probably kick a field goal, or the defense is going to have to get a stop. Which the way they played last week, obviously Foles, Foles magic. I mean, he's he's dead. He's yeah. deadly in the playoffs, and I think that's kind of a big deal. And I thought that was impressive. About I was was impressive to me in the game, and I think at the end of the day. Uh, Corners, it's just this one's really tough for me because it's, they're it's really close, and I think the next game we're gonna talk about is really close too, and it's almost really a coin flip, but I mean you have the advantage of being in the dome crowd, and let's be honest, I mean for me Breeze is gonna be at the end of the day I say Kamara and Michael Thomas are gonna be the like biggest uh, difference makers. It's gonna be Breeze, and Breeze always find this is kind of one of his games where he's probably gonna have to take over, and I think that would. He's someone I would want. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, my thing with this one is the fact that last week the Rams held Zeke down, you know, a little over two yards of carry. That's all he got. Um, I think Ingram and Kamara are going to be really important because uh, even with the Saints and their known, you know, high flying offense, you know, moving the ball, you know, quickly stuff like that. The drive against the Eagles the was a was yeah the, the really it's impressive. it was a grinding drive and I think. Those kind of drives are the ones that could win them, them this game in a way that nobody really expects. Um, just because that we expect this one to be high scoring as well. Well, one of those drives takes out a whole quarter for either team to score. 
Um, so that's one of the things that'll be interesting to me to watch. Um, if, you know, Sue and Donald can get penetration like they did against the Cowboys, then it's going to make a big difference. Um, but I, I personally like the Saints O-line more than I like the Cowboys O-line as of right now. Um, just because, you know, they have the two tackles that were, you know, Ramchek is argue he was a pro bowler last year as a rookie. Armstead was a pro bowler this year. Um, Unger been a pro bowler. He's one of the most consistent centers in the game. Uh, stuff like that. But I think this one is going to be one of those games where it's going to be, you know, can, like you said, can breeze, you know, do what he does and stuff like that. And I, I've seen a lot of people, you know, doubting his arm and stuff like that and the arm talent and stuff. But I, I don't really see where that's a problem. I know, you know, like last week he underthrew that ball again. You know, it's one throw. And I know, you know, that may make the difference in this game. But, you know, you can't tell me that Goff can't make one of those throws too. So I think, you know, overall Thomas is going to play a big part for the Saints offense as well and how they cover him. Uh, they've said that Peters, thank the Lord for the Rams, won't, you know, shadow him again, you know, since Tlaib is back. Um, I hope not. They ain't going to stand a chance. Yeah, so I think it'll be a combination of both of them. I don't think Tlaib will shadow him the entire time um, just because I think that it, it may not even be Peters sometimes on Thomas. It could be, a, you know, one of the safeties if it's, you know, in a certain, you know, play call, stuff like that, certain time of the game. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see. I think one of the keys for the Saints as well on offense, can another guy step up and catch the ball other than Kamara and Thomas? Because if they're locking down Thomas, you know, you probably can't lock down Thomas and Kamara. But if they lock down Thomas, you need another receiver or a tight end to be a vertical threat and, you know, get them away from Kamara and Ingram so they can't stack the box and stop the run as well because that's that's going to be an issue for the Saints. Yeah, I mean, you took the words right out of my mouth. I think I was going to say the same thing. I mean, it's down – the biggest match with this game is going to be Tlaib and Thomas or whoever, whoever lines up against Thomas at every snap. Uh, I think for me, what kind of sets the edge of the Saints is that the Rams have no real proven linebackers, and I think, I think when the screen game and running and running backs are so involved in the passing game like they are for the Saints, I think it's you need good linebackers. Um, so I, I, I Kamara honestly have a pro, probably big game catching more than running. Uh, I think Ingram's gonna take more of the running running carry more of the carries anyway, and I think Kamara's gonna be more involved in like, in passing downs and just more so. I think Kamara's more just more deadly weapon in terms of this game. Overall, I mean, I like the Saints better at home anyway. Um, I think the Rams, it's going to be a close game no matter what, but I think, like you said, it's I think it's also going to come down to time possession. I don't think the Saints will have another crazy, like, 11-minute long drive yeah. like they did. It's just, it's it's one of those rare things that's only going to happen every once in a while. Yeah. That's demoralizing. If, if yeah. probably ever again. But, I mean, which, credit to the Saints, I mean, that's just, they their offense is so, it's just so good, and it's so dominant right now. Uh, and I think, again, that yeah, that was huge, but... Right now, I just think I like the Saints better at home. I think they're just a more proven team, and I like the better quarterback. And I think, and I don't think it's a question. Breeze is a way better quarterback than Goff. Goff, Goff puts up good numbers, but I think if that's only that's all down to the system he's in under McVay. And I think McVay, I think McVay's gonna have a great offensive coaching game. I just think again, it's gonna it's gonna be high, I think it's gonna be high scoring. But I think overall, the Saints will probably edge him in like the fourth quarter. Yeah, I think another thing to look at is the fact that last game when these two teams played, they had Cooper Cup. And he had a good game against the Saints. He caught the touchdown that kept them in the game there in the fourth quarter. That was like a 45-yard touchdown um, down the sideline. I remember it very vividly. Um, but 
without him, their offense has looked a little different. I, it should be interesting to see how they play this game, uh, especially with McVay. But, yeah, I'm glad you guys both have some confidence in the Saints. I, think, uh, I mean, I have confidence, but I'll, I will pick the Saints, but I don't feel great about it. I'm gonna, I'm like gonna, you said, it's a toss-up. I'm, I'm going to be really intrigued by what New Orleans corners do. and how, like I know Marshall Lattimore is obviously a lockdown corner. P.J. Williams is going to yeah, be I, I think the impact on defense-wise, I think mm-hmm. what – because I think – Brandon Cooks and it's going to be uh, Robert Woods too. So yeah, it's I going to be difficult. Yeah. I think for them to, like you said, it's probably going to be highest one. But I'm I wouldn't be surprised if it ends up looking like the game last week. It, it could. Yeah, be, no, that, could that's like exactly 20, what I was saying. Twenty one. It could twenty seven. Twenty. I'm I wouldn't be surprised. I'm like, all right. I yeah. Mean, no matter what's going to happen, it's going to be close. And I think, like I said, the only thing that concerns me about the Saints is their drop off production in offense, which. Let's be honest. Once you get through like week to eleven, they were like eleven and one, yeah. ten and one. It's just like well, we were already making the playoffs. I mean, yeah. and the division for the NFC South was already just falling off a cliff. I mean, yeah. the the Panthers were the only thing that was close. And then once Cam Newton got, I mean, his shoulder pretty yeah. much went out on him, it, everybody fell off a cliff. So it was yeah. like there's no point in like really, I mean, trying. to Yeah, push I it think the forward. secondary for the Saints will be important just because the matchups. It'll be interesting to see where Lattimore goes. I think he fits more covering Robert Woods than the other two guys do. Eli Apple has played really good. He played great last week um, against the Eagles. So I'm interested to see him or P.J. Williams on Brandon Cooks. Um, And that could be, you know, a big matchup to watch. Yeah. Uh, So moving in to the Patriots and the Chiefs, another game that I I personally think is a toss-up. Miller, I'll I'll let you kick this one. Yeah, I think think this year just has one of the chances to be one of the best conference championship games we've ever seen. I do think the Chiefs are going to win this game. I just think it mainly comes down to how dangerous Pat Mahomes is. I know he had a a quiet leak last week, a bunch bunch of passing yards, but I think this will be another week where – I mean, I think the the Patriots and – and Chiefs had it was incredibly close, and it came down to the last possession. Uh, I, I don't. I think it's gonna be close. I I know everyone's kind of heavy favorites on the Chiefs. And I know I, I picked them, but I, I don't think you need to count the Patriots out. I think everyone did that last week, and it turned out to be the completely wrong decision. Yeah. Uh, I don't. It's gonna be again. It's gonna be interesting to, to see if the Chiefs' defensive line steps up like they did last week, and if, if I if I think they do, it's gonna be it's gonna be easy. It's gonna it's gonna be a little bit more at least a little more tolerable. I think they need to pressure Brady. I think that's always been the game. That's always been the way to beat the Patriots. If you pressure Brady and make him force and force him to make bad throws, it's gonna be a little bit. It's obviously gonna be a little bit easier to play against him. I don't think Sonny Michelle's gonna have another huge game like he did last week. Uh, I just think overall they're gonna make sure the game plan that, especially after he put up what he did last week, like I just mentioned. Uh, but overall, I think the Chiefs just have. I think they're just gonna be. Have, they edge him out on offense a little bit. Uh, I think it's gonna be a battle of offense. I don't think defense is really gonna be prevalent in this game. I think the uh, Rams and or- Saints have a better chance of being low scoring than this game. I just don't like either defense all that much. Uh, it's just gonna be interesting to see, to see who steps up in this game and who doesn't. Yeah, you know, obviously this one is gonna be a toss up for me. I I like Mahomes. I I'm his intangibles are something honestly we've never seen before. I mean, he's got arm talent that obviously we've never seen before. He he makes throws like a baseball player does, which obviously for Adam and me, we're just like, well, that's no big deal. It's kind of, I mean, we see those kind of throws all the time, especially even, I mean, not even playing the game, but just watching, you're watching baseball, you see short, that's a shortstop type throw, and everybody's just like, oh my God. It's like, yeah, well, I mean, for the football, obviously it's different and how much zip he puts on it. It's obviously a big deal. And I think that's what's going to be the biggest difference maker for me. I think 
Damian Williams is gonna have a gonna have. I think he'll have a way with the Patriots defense, but I think that, I think they're gonna have to put it on Mahomes to win this game. Unlike last week, not having Kareem Hunt obviously for uh, the reasons he's not on their team anymore. I think is gonna hurt them. I think that's what's gonna hurt them this game. Obviously, that sounds like I'm choosing the Patriots, which I am, because as as much as people want to like discount them, especially last week, I don't bet against Brady. That's not someone I would put my money on. <laughs> Not put my money on. Uh, I think the defense <coughs> it was interesting. The Chiefs. I think you said they had confidence. They should have confidence going into this game. And I think this is this the way that like temperature and way how it's supposed to be really snowy. It's supposed to be like below freezing. This seems like it should be a defensive type game almost. But with the way their offenses are, it's and the way how honestly how bad their defense has been. It's should should be an offensive shootout. And I think at the end of the day, Mahomes gonna put his team on his back. Belichick's gonna obviously set up a game plan to where they attack the Chiefs' weakness, which is, honestly, for me, it's corners. And, and that's, I mean, that's pretty much it. Secondary problem is kind of a thing, and that's why I think the Eric Berry thing not playing is a big deal for me. And I just, at the end of the day, I, I, if I had to pick, I don't I don't bet against Brady. So, I mean, yeah. I, I would pick the Patriots, and, but I think it's a toss-up for sure. Yeah, no, I think it's going to be a great game as well. Um, I'm going to take the Patriots. Um, as well, but I think it's going to be a great game, and I wouldn't be surprised if the Chiefs pull it out, but I'm not going to doubt Brady, and I'm not going to doubt the fact that also I think the weather and stuff plays well to the Patriots. Uh, I know Kansas City is used to the cold weather, but New England is used to those snowy games, and especially when it comes to Brady. Brady is used to those snowy games, those really cold games more than Mahomes is, Um, and overall, I think one of the biggest factors that comes into this is Mahomes turning the ball over, and if he does that a couple times, the Patriots have this in the bag to me. And I think because as the with the Chiefs offense, even though they're so high flying, they're very quick, very, you know, they're built on speed and they're built on moving the ball down the field really quick so your defense doesn't have time to make adjustments, the Patriots will make those adjustments. They will make sure that those adjustments are made no matter how fast you're moving. And so I think that will slow Kansas City down, but not in a way that would help Kansas City, but it'll hurt them and they'll, you know, turn the ball over, more punts, stuff like that, especially with the weather, like y'all said. Um, So I'm going to take the Patriots in a close one, uh, but I overall like the quarterback just because it is Brady in the playoffs in the cold. Um, Like the running back more as well. And, you know, I'll give the edge to Tyreek Hill over Edelman as, you know, a number one. But I also like the matchups that Edelman and those other receivers and Gronk are playing more than I like Hill and Kelsey and stuff like that more than their matchups that they have to play. Yeah, Hill struggled down the down the stretch. I mean, he had a couple big drops. I mean, yeah. obviously, in the real season, not be a big deal. But, I mean, I, obviously he was hurt against that Ravens game. But, I mean, it was still, I think, kind of concerning. But I think in the snow is obviously going to play a big deal in this one. But, you know, who knows? It's definitely a toss-up. So. Yeah, should be a great weekend of games, though. I agree. And thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Next week we'll be talking about Super Bowl games and hopefully some college basketball. Thanks for listening.